Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Monday on Fantasy Sports Today. Welcome in. Craig Mish, David Maddock. This is Sports Grid. We talk fantasy sports here. One hour every day, 11 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern. We're going to get the week off right in style. We're going to go through all of the fantasy studs and duds in baseball from the month of April as we close in on the end of the month. Of course, we'll recap last night's NBA games and tell you who the stars of DFS will be tonight. And Davis, we had a fun weekend, I think, of a lot of things going on, even a boxing match this weekend, which didn't last particularly long with Tyson Fury end up winning and uh, and actually the NBA games. I mean, I, I kind of like this four-game slate that they had yesterday on Sunday. I know it's three this week, and then as teams get whittled down a little bit, I think next week will be down to two games per day, but still got the three-game slate going on, and I know that tonight the big story is probably more about the guy who's not playing than the players who are playing, but hope you had a good weekend. Good to see you. Yep, good weekend. Uh, got got some golf in. Uh, didn't didn't really watch too much of the team event, the favorites and that. Patrick Cantlay and Xander Shifley, they won. Not not too much drama there, but lots of drama in the NBA. Uh, one-point games. The Mavericks and the Jazz, one-point game. Grizzlies and the Timberwolves, a one-point game. Uh, and we got, we got some life in those series. You know, it looks like we might have a couple six, seven-game series here in the first round, I think. Uh, a lot of people were hoping that Brooklyn-Boston was going to go to seven games. And, uh, you know, the Nets, they they kind of just laid down. You know, they just don't. Uh, Tatum has been in Kevin Durant's jock pretty much every second of this series. Kyrie Irving has been ambivalent. But really, it's just they have no one else, right? It's those two guys and no one else who is contributing at all. And, uh, you know, it's kind of a, kind of a bummer because I thought this series was going to be pretty good. Yeah, well, uh, we I mean, very rare. I mean, I, I guess we could go back and check history as far as the first round when there haven't been a sweep. I mean, I can't remember. So tonight, definitely very, very interesting to see how Brooklyn responds. They're a one-point favor right now over on FanDuel. Let's get to our headlines here from the weekend and for today here on this Monday. Byron Buxton, boy, oh boy. Byron Buxton is as hot as anybody in baseball. Two more home runs, including a game winner of 469 feet for the first place Minnesota Twins. New Orleans Pelicans even up their series at two. Phoenix is on the ropes here a little bit, and Monty Williams, the coach, is not happy about that game last night. Didn't think the refs called it fairly. Davis's guy, Jokic, comes through in the clutch. 37 points for the Nuggets, and they keep the series alive. Let's be honest, it's over in some way. But it was good to see the Nuggets at least get one at home. And then Ben Simmons out for the Nets in Game 4 versus the Celtics, still having back issues. A little bit later 
in fantasy or reality, we're going to touch on a comment that was made by Reggie Miller, the Hall of Famer, about Ben Simmons. And I suppose we could touch more on that. But let's get to baseball here for a bit, Davis. But it's been a strange start to the season. Home runs have been down. Offense is down. Strikeouts are up. Pitching is up, no question. But to see Byron Buxton do what he is doing, and by the way, has already missed a few games this season, I mean, there's there's probably a case to be made that when he's on the field, he's the best player in baseball right now. Uh, well, Trout and Otani, I think I would still take ahead of him. Juan Soto probably as well. But Buxton has been absolutely on fire this year. 580 weighted on base average, 350 batting average, six home runs, a stolen base. He is still, you know, not not taking any walks, still a strikeout rate of 31%, but that's kind of just what we expect in this modern day of uh, baseball. So I don't think we can really hold that against him too much. You know, it kind of, for me, the most dominant storyline is, is, you know, the lack of offense, the lack of power. We haven't seen, I think uh, after this weekend, we still have only had four outings, if, if I remember correctly, of guys going 100 pitches or more. So it's like, it's like we're kind of watching a bizarro version of baseball right now. You know, Rawlings has cut costs with their production of baseballs, so the balls are not very consistent. And we don't have the starters all the way ramped up. And it's cold. We have 20 parks now in Major League Baseball with a humidor. So it's like you could just – any game you turn on, it's like who knows who knows what I'm going to get, right? Who, who knows what version of baseball I'm going to be watching right now in late April. Yeah, and look, I don't think anybody wants it to go back to a few years ago where everyone's hitting 50 home runs. But at the same time, if, if you're watching a game or, or attending a game, the last thing that you want to see – is each team walking six times and striking out 15. And that's sort of been the nature of at least the first few games of the season. And I know last night, I don't know if you caught this in particular, Davis, but Eric Lauer had a career high in strikeouts of 13. Did you catch Kyle Schwarber at the end of that for the Philadelphia Phillies? He struck out. Angel Hernandez was behind the plate. And I don't think I've ever seen Schwarber animated like that in a game. But boy, Phillies are just hating it right now. Yeah, they stink. And, you know, another thing is all of these pitching changes, right? I mean, we have guys doing two pitching changes in an inning. You know, we're, we're talking about ways to make the game more palatable and keep people tuned in and not extending the games. Like, I mean, if the last last five innings of a game, if we have six different pitchers coming in, you're going to be there all night. That's like a four-hour baseball game. So I think the starters not being stretched out is really impacting that as well. Yeah, definitely a different start to the season for sure. But yeah, big ups to the Minnesota Twins in first place. I don't think a lot of people would have had that even this early in the season. All right, coming up next, three games in the NBA tonight. And some really good, I I think, tight games in terms of point spreads too. So we could see some exciting finishes like we saw on Sunday. And coming up next, we'll help you set a daily fantasy lineup with this three-game slate. So stay with us here on The Grid. We'll do that. We'll also take a look at the first month of fantasy baseball, tell you who's hot, who's not. If you don't know, we'll do it for you here on the show. I'm Craig Mitch, along with Davis Maddock, and we're back on this Monday in just a couple of minutes. So stay with us here on Sports. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio 
and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome back. Three games tonight in the NBA. Get out your app because, uh, and pull it up, by the way, to DraftKings because Davis is going to help you set a lineup for tonight. Before we do that, Davis, Monty Williams went off on the referees last night after his team lost to the New Orleans Pelicans with the free throw disparity. And in the postgame interview, Davis, uh, Monty Williams said it's tough, basically, because you don't want to be in the situation where you you can't you you're afraid to basically say something about the refs. He's gonna get fi- fined, Davis. There's no question about it based on what he said. But do you think that there's like some substance to that? I mean, to me, it seems like New Orleans is just you know playing really inspired right now. No, I mean, look at the guys who are playing for the Suns right now with no Devin Booker. Who is the guy you're anticipating is going to be drawing the fouls? You know, Chris Paul, his game is about settling for jumpers. He's not really getting to the cup at 36 years old. Cam Johnson, same thing, not really trying to put the ball on the floor. Ayton, I mean, I guess maybe you could argue that the disparity in free throws between DeAndre Ayton, who only went to the line once, and Jonas Valanciunas, who went to the line five times maybe you could argue that if you're officiating both of those guys the same way maybe Aiden should have gotten you know two or three extra attempts at the line but this is just kind of a case of the Suns really need a Devin Booker Devin Booker is their best player for as great as Chris Paul is Devin Booker is their best player it's very hard to win a playoff series especially because they're doing it on the fly right it's not like they went into the series game planning like okay we don't have Booker so we're going to do x y and z they're having to figure it out And uh, I think the fact that they're trying to figure it out and they don't really know what to do is evident in the guys that they've been dispersing Booker's minutes to. In the first game, it was Landry Shamit. He played more. Then in that game last night, Campaign played more. They tossed Aaron Holiday into the rotation. They gave uh, 10 minutes to Torrey Craig, who had not played yet in this series. So I don't, I don't buy these excuses. I just think that as a team, they're going to have to dig deep and figure out how to win without Devin Booker because he's very good and uh, very strange to see a one seed on the ropes like this. I mean, I, I don't really remember the last time a one I mean, I, I don't remember the last time a one seed in either conference was really pushed. Yeah, or let alone lost. I mean, I remember when the, the Heat was, the Miami Heat was the one seed and the Knicks were the A in a shortened season and the Knicks ended up winning. I guess the Phoenix could still feel a little bit comfortable given the fact that they have uh, the home field advantage in the series. So if this, this thing goes to seven, they would be playing at home and Davis, they would be favored at home. 
in this. But yeah, I think New Orleans is going to probably push them right to the end. All right, three games late tonight in the NBA in DFS. And so we shift back over to some of the players that you can insert into your lineup tonight. Let's run through them. Marcus Smart tonight, he is 6,300 over on DK. Gary Trent Jr. is 5,700. Hey, the Raptors made a little bit of a charge over the weekend. Will they stay alive? Scotty Barnes is 6,000 tonight. They're going to need a big game from him. Dorian Finney-Smith is 5,100. And Robert Williams is back on the court for Boston. That is good news for them for sure. That He is 5,500 tonight. I think that tomorrow on the show, Davis, regardless of the DFS uh, ending here, we are all going to be talking Brooklyn, Boston. It's I think a lot of people are going to be watching this game tonight because you know what happens, Davis, when there's a train wreck <laughs> happening, everybody wants to see. It feels like Brooklyn is, is sort of down that level right now. Yep, 100%. I am anticipating a, a train wreck there. So Fred Van Vliet, the point guard for the Toronto Raptors, he is out tonight. So I think pretty much every lineup you play on DraftKings tonight should have Honestly, at least three Raptors, but probably even four, depending on what they do with the starting lineup. They've done this differently. Sometimes they sub in, you know, Armani Brooks, Malachi Flynn, whoever. Sometimes they just start Pascal Siakam as the power forward and Scotty Barnes as the point guard and bring in Ken Birch or Precious Achua. We'll find out closer to game time which one of those things is going to happen. Marcus Smart has been playing phenomenally in this series. And interestingly enough, not really been losing any minutes to Derek White. Kind of thought Derek White would be a more prominent part of this playoff run for the Celtics. He's been at about 14 minutes a night. Smart has been 36 minutes or more every single night. He's also taken way more shots than you would anticipate over his regular season average. He's averaging just a shade over 14 field goal attempts per game in this series. So I love him at 6,300. Love Gary Trent Jr. as either the point guard or the off-the-ball guard. Uh, and, and one thing about the Raptors is, you know, being down 3-1, no Fred Van Vliet, doesn't matter. They're not giving mm -hmm. up. They're going to be playing their starters the whole time. Like, they, they will be out there until the dying moment. They're, they're not going to believe that this is over until the final seconds have ticked off. Uh, Scotty Barnes, favorite play of the night. He is, he is the absolute best play here. Um, he played 26 minutes in his return from the ankle injury. I expect him to have no minutes limit tonight and for him to start at point guard uh, at 6,000. I think he's pretty much the best play on the board. Dorian Finney-Smith, same play he has been the entire series. He's going to be, he's going to play, he, he leads the playoffs in minutes played up into this point. No player in the playoffs has played more minutes or more minutes per game than Dorian Finney-Smith. He's just going to lock you in 22 to 28 DraftKings points. And then Robert Williams is sort of my uh, ownership play of the night. He only played 16 minutes in his return from injury against the Nets. Uh, but I, I'm sort of thinking that basically that was like a trial run. Like, okay, Robert, get in there. How's the new feel? You good? How's your recovery mm -hmm. going? All right, you're good to go. Boom, you're back 28, 29 minutes. So feel, and, and I don't think he will be particularly popular in terms of ownership. So feel extremely good about, uh, about the Time Lord tonight. All right, let's uh, cap it off here with the final three plays uh, in on DraftKings tonight. And so I suppose the the idea, Davis, is that if Brooklyn's going down, Kevin Durant is is going to make sure that they don't go down without a swing. He's at ten thousand, the highest price player you have in your lineup. Seth Curry is at forty four hundred, and OG Anobi is uh, sixty three hundred tonight. But I don't know. Like, this is the first time I've ever watched Kevin Durant play, Davis, where I just was not sure he was the best player on the court 
at that given time. Like, and that, that could be ever that I've seen that. But I mean, I'm sure that there's nothing long term going on here. But I, I don't know. I mean, sell me on 10,000 tonight for uh, for KD. I mean, really, it is it is just what you said, which is that this is probably the last time we're going to see him. And even his bad games, and he has been pretty bad in this series, right? He has not gotten to 40 DraftKings points in any of these games. He is shooting below 40% from the field here. He's only made four three-pointers in the entire series. Um, and, and kind of my thinking is that the Nets have been playing this awful brand of basketball where they just take a bunch of long twos. And I, I have to think if Steve Nash is worth his salt as a coach at all, it's got to be, they got to have a solution for that. They got to start shooting some three pointers here. And also, you know, there's not really a ton of guys to spend up tonight. Like, I, I guess you could make the argument that Doncic is the better play. Um, and maybe I'll have to think about that a little bit closer as we get to the slate. Seth Curry has been, uh, because they need shooting, they need some space. He's been at 30 minutes or more in every game here. And then, OG Ananobi again with no Fred Van Vliet. Uh, we saw in the other Fred Van Vlietless game in this series, uh, 46 minutes from OG Ananobi. Or that was the game, that was the game that Barnes missed, actually. But basically, I, I think Ananobi might just not sub out tonight. I think we literally might see 48 minutes from him. He should get up 19, 20 shots. And um, yeah, I just he he's cut like the the OG Ananobi jumper is what they turn to when they don't have a guy to initiate the offense. So uh, him and him and Barnes are the two best plays of the slate, I think. Any concern, by the way, for Embiid? I know that there's like talk that he may need surgery after the season. What, what do you think about his perspective? I mean, you know, I, I think it just is going to be a pain tolerance thing because it sounds like sounds like he's, he can't make it any worse and he still has like the functionality of his hand. It'll just be a mm -hmm. matter of like, is it is it is it so painful? Does it hurt so bad that it's impacting his handle and his shot? I hope it doesn't. Uh, but yeah, it just feels like a crazy amount of injuries in this postseason, really. Yeah, usually we don't have that. You're, you're right. Van Vliet being out tonight, that's a huge one for Toronto, of course, but maybe it's countered by Embiid. All right, we'll take a quick break here on Fantasy Sports Today. Coming up next, we're closing in on the end of the month of April, a shortened April in Major League Baseball because of that nasty lockout that they had in the first week of the season. But who are the top performers in fantasy thus far, and who are the underperforming players, both from a hitting and pitching perspective? It's time for us to take a little bit of a deeper dive, our first one of the fantasy baseball season. We'll have it for you next right here on FST. Go on. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and... Producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. 
But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome back to Fantasy Sports Today on Sports Grid. The fantasy baseball season is headed toward week three. And Davis, normally at this time, there's like one player that stands above the rest as like a shocking, I don't know, what would you call it, 10 home run guy or 11 home run guy, like an Eric Faines from a few years ago where you look at it and go, wow, we know this is not going to continue. Akil Badu. Yeah, right. But it really has not happened, uh, this Adolis Garcia. It really has not happened. We we only have a handful of players that have five or six home runs. And and they're pretty, you know, fairly reliable players. But I thought a good exercise for us uh, on the show would be to kind of go over who the hottest players are in the first week of the uh, first two weeks of the season. Yeah, you're right. Um, you know, I think I'm I'm just kind of looking at the uh, the weighted on base average leaderboard, which is the you know pretty much the best metric to evaluate hitters by, and I don't really see anyone who doesn't fit other than J.P. Crawford, the middle infielder for yeah. the Seattle Mariners, but the rest of them are like you know Trout, Matt Olson, Vlad Jr. Like it's it's all guys who I expect to be very good for 162 games. He like. So I, that's kind of interesting, and maybe that's related to the ball. Like, maybe it's just so hard to hit right now that uh, guys are not running into very many accidents. Yeah, no, the velocity is, is the key now. If you have a high velo pitcher throwing, you still can hit a home run, but, I mean, the balls are just not going out on uh, off-speed pitches. It's just not happening. All right, so here are some of the standouts. Now, again, you may have a different list than us, but these are just some of them. At the start of the season, Byron Buxton would be the AL MVP right now if it ended today. You can't even get good odds on him anymore. 415 OBP, six home runs, 11 runs driven, and he does have one steal. Nolan Arenado's been fantastic for St. Louis. 426 OBP, five home runs, 14 runs driven in. It, it has happened for Ty France. Davis rode him all last year. He was kind of good. Well, he's it's happening now. He's a star now. 444 OBP, five home runs, 19 runs driven in. The Padres are... Not happy with that deal, I don't think. C.J. Crone, six home runs. And then here in South Florida, Davis, of course, Jazz Chisholm Jr. is off to a tremendous start. Really not as much about the OBP and the home runs, but when you combine the home runs with the hardest thing to get now in fantasy is stolen bases, and Jazz has four home runs and four steals. The pace is 30-30. That's just a huge fantasy stat. So Jazz makes the list here today. Yep, Jazz, uh, and and very rightfully makes the list. I think, you know, he has been very good. Uh, some fantasy managers who took him early in the season might have been sweating when uh, when your, your guy, Don Mattingly, was batting him ninth or eighth or whatever, or removing him from the lineup against right-handed starting pitch. Like, I don't know. I mean, Craig, you know how I get with these old school managers and the new school players. It always ruffles my feathers a little bit. Um, CJ Crone is is kind of, I think, the name worth highlighting here because he's always been a fantastic isolated slugging player. And, you know, he he had a you, like like actually very similar to Ty France. He had a, a normal fine season for the Colorado Rockies last year. And Ty France had a normal fine season for the Mariners this year. But I do think with power down across Major League Baseball, 
These guys who are going to bank 35 home runs in fantasy baseball, I, I think that's super valuable. Like I, Because I don't think – I mean, how many guys across both leagues are even going to hit 30 home runs this year? Like we might see like record low numbers. Uh, you know, 42 home runs might lead baseball. So guys like Crone, guys like France, I think are picking up a good amount of value right now. All right, now, as far as the players who are not having good starts, we could have like five pages to show you of this because there, there are a lot. So I tried to highlight the ones that I think are hurting in fantasy, hurting you based on where you drafted them and then based on the performance. I tried to correlate that here. So uh, Joey Gallo, unfortunately, Davis, the weekend, uh, we were, maybe we thought he would break out. That did not happen. 146, no home runs, one run driven in, 22Ks. Joey Votto and the Reds are off to a dreadful start. Votto, I mean, this is the worst start of his career. 151, no home runs, two runs driven in, 22 Ks. Bo Bichette, 217 average, one home run, four runs driven in. Cattell Marte was a really early pick in fantasy. Only one steal, no home runs, 169. And then Miguel Sano. I understand Sano was probably not taken in the first four or five rounds, Davis. But when you looked at Sano, you thought, okay, just whatever his average is, whatever his OBP is, he's hitting me 30 home runs this season. But 083, 17 strikeouts to start the year. Fantasy managers are probably like saying, like, I got to bench this guy this week. And you really can't do it. You got to assume the back of the baseball card is going to come in. Yeah, I mean, you you got to kind of feel that way. But all of these guys, I feel bad about. Uh, not not Bichette. I'm, I'm not sweating Bichette at all. He'll figure it out. He is so good. But the rest of these guys, you know, I'm really sweating it because Gallo, he's, I mean, he's got to hit 40 home runs for you to, to even be a guy you can put in your lineup because in a normal season, Joey Gallo's batting 220, right? But in a year where the ball is dead and he's still getting shifted like crazy, I mean, is he even going to crack 200? Like, he's got a long way to go to get to 200 right now, and he's not hitting any home runs. Uh, the source for this, I have him on my NFBC main event team, and we want to bench him because he is yeah. just – I mean, he's killing us. No power. You know, the Yankees are are not uh, – their offense has been fine, not great. So, like, the runs and the RBIs are not really there. Votto is getting to the age where maybe he doesn't snap back, you know, and people have thought that about Votto for a long time, but eventually, you know, he, these guys, you know, Miguel Cabrera turns from the best hitter in baseball to a blow replacement level designated hitter, right? It happens to everyone. Um, Marte, it, I, I, I guess maybe I'm not that worried about him because his OBP skills are pretty strong. Maybe the power won't be there at all this year. You know, maybe he hits like six home runs, but still steals you the bases. And then, you know, the Twins are the first place in their division. If Sano is still stinking it up, what, what is their incentive to play him? I mean, you can find a designated hitter anyway. I mean, you can find a left-handed designated hitter. You could find, you sign Willie Mopena off the street or whatever. You know what I'm saying? So I, I, I am, if I had Sano and I was counting on him for power, I would be legit, legit worried right now. Yeah, no, he's he's looked as, as rough as, as any player in the first couple of weeks of the season for sure. Again, you can live with like even 170, 083. I mean, this is telling you he's not seeing the ball at all. All right, now let's go to the pitchers. Here are the pitchers that after three starts are showing signs of being in this thing from beginning to end and being strong. Carlos Rodon, probably the best of them all because of the 29 strikeouts at the start of the season. That's just staggering. Pablo Lopez is off to his best career start. He's 2-0 with a .52 with 17 Ks, .75 whip. 
Logan Gilbert looks like he's a star for Seattle. He's good again this year, 2-0, ERA. He's not going to have to strike out some of the others will, but he's off to a tremendous start. And Kyle Wright, Davis, this was somebody that the Braves thought two years ago was going to be the ace of their rotation. He looked nothing of the sort. Then all of a sudden, last postseason shows up, and he's like better than everybody else, and he has carried that over this year. And anybody who took Kyle Wright in that like 21st round or whatever, they are they are loving it. There's a chance Kyle Wright ends up as the Braves' number one or number two starter. He looks fantastic. Yep, this is why the end of your fantasy baseball drafts, you know, don't don't take, you know, to your 34, you know, your Rich Hills, right? Your your 35-year-old starting pitchers have been there forever. Your John Lester's, right? Your John Means, like these guys who are just going to grind you out innings. Take your Josiah Grays, your Kyle Wrights, your Hunter Greens, because those are the guys, I mean, maybe maybe you're not going to win your league, and but you can just cut them, but they are the league-winning style selections. Um, Pablo Lopez, really interesting, 0.52 ERA. He's actually been generating strikeouts, which is not something that he's done in the past. And, and Carlos Rodon, I mean, what a genius move for him going from uh, that band box. Uh, it's not called U.S. Cellular anymore. It's called something different, but it's always mm-hmm. U.S. Cellular to me. And then going to the NL West, where he's just pitching in these giant, you know, massive outfields, all this, uh, you know, all this foul ball territory, just a great uh, his agent, uh, whoever Carlos Rodon's agent is, they made their money this offseason getting him a deal uh, with um, with the San Francisco Giants. And then I I, I can't I, I haven't watched enough Logan Gilbert to know I, I can't I can't uh, I can't give an opinion on him. But these other three guys, I mean, obviously the ERAs are going to come up because that's the way baseball works. Sure. But uh, I they, it all seems pretty sustainable from those three guys. Yeah, uh, and by by the way, uh, Rodon non tendered by the White Sox. They did not want to give him the qualifying offer. And that's why he ended up in San Francisco. So White Sox are feeling that now with all those injuries. All right, let's, let's go real quick to the, to the want to the starters that basically you are just throwing things at the wall right now. You're so upset. If you have any of these guys, Jose Barrios, you're like, just, just throw five innings, Jose, and give up three runs. Oh my gosh. Two whip 11 Ks. Charlie Morton's clearly hurt. Uh, ZRA is six. They got to get him right. Nick Pavetta, someone's trying to sell you on him every year, Davis. It just, I don't know. It just never seems to really fully happen. His ERA is 10. And then Aaron Savali of the Cleveland Guardians. Guardians actually playing really well at the start of the season, but Savali has has been rough. Yeah, uh, you know, I think maybe that's a little bit harsh on Brios. He figured it out in his most recent start against Boston. Um, He got through six innings. He only walked one guy. In fact, he only has um, six walks on the year. So he's got 11 strikeouts, six walks, and he goes up against Boston again tonight. If you're you're playing on DraftKings tonight, he's 5,500, probably going to be the most owned starting pitcher on the board. Uh, I would be selling Morton Pavetta Savali. I would would think they're all cuttable, especially Pavetta. Uh, But Berrios, if I could buy him, or if I could pick him up in like a shallower league or whatever, I would be back in on Brios. I, I still think he's good. Yeah, Morton, of course, getting up there in age, no doubt, but has really, the last four or five years, has not looked like this at the start of any season. So clearly something off with him as far as injuries are concerned, as everybody knows. All right, we will take a quick timeout. Coming up next, Reggie Miller decided to take to social media and take a little pot shot at Brooklyn Nets' Ben Simmons. Now we know a little bit more information on Ben Simmons. Is Reggie in the right or in the wrong? We'll attack that next. Fantasy Reality is on deck, so stay with us right here on a Sports Grid. Craig Mish, Davis Maddox, we're back in just two minutes. Don't go away. 
SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome back, Fantasy Sports Today. You want to follow us on Twitter, here's how you do it. Go over to Twitter.com. And find us at SportsGrid and at SportsGrid TV for the latest news, notes, information, picks against the spread from a lot of our sports wagering hosts. Not to mention, you can also participate in our show, Fantasy or Reality, is our segment that comes up next. We ask true or false questions. You want any question answered on the show, just tag us, Fantasy or Reality. Ask the question and tag us at SportsGrid and at SportsGrid TV. And before we get to Fantasy Reality, Davis, I guess I would... Uh, throw one fantasy reality at you, Miguel Cabrera. He got his 3,000th hit. Were you watching it live? Fantasy or reality? No. No, I was not watching the uh, – the, well, that was like a noon Detroit Tigers game. Yeah. Uh, no, no, I was not. I was not watching it live. Although, uh, doing doing some napkin math that we did after that, pretty sure that's going to be the last guy ever to get 3,000 hits unless Ooh. the um, – you know, approach at the plate for baseball players change, but I don't think I don't think we'll ever see it again unless a guy plays to be like forty five or something. Yeah, Altuve is probably the one that you look at that I think has a chance at it, but he's already uh, thirty. Like, yeah, no, it, it's going to be very tough. It's going to be very tough, and, and look how long Cabrera had to play to get there. So, fair point. All right, let's kick it. Time for fantasy or reality. All right, the Brooklyn Nets right now are on the ropes against the Boston Celtics. I think that's probably the nicest way that you could put it. They're in all kinds of disarray. They haven't gotten anything from Ben Simmons at all this season, but there were reports about a week ago that Simmons would return for Game 3 or Game 4. Well, yesterday afternoon, a bucket of water was poured on that by ESPN. Ben Simmons not going to play in Game 4 due to some back soreness. Hall of Famer and broadcaster Reggie Miller goes on to social media, pops on to Twitter, 
and just takes out Ben Simmons and says, you have no competitive fire. You're not on the court. I mean, as, as, as strong a shot as you're going to see from somebody of Reggie Miller's stature, I would say, Davis. So I don't know what was going on with Reggie Miller uh, on Sunday, but what do you think? Fantasy reality, Reggie Miller's tweet taking down Ben Simmons for his competitive nature was out of line. Is this fantasy or reality? Yeah, reality, out of line for me. I just, I think the Ben Simmons discourse is so bad for, for many different reasons, you know, kind of by, I think just all of it is, is bad, right? So it's like, you know, he, he's talking about mental health issues and people are like, you got to get over it or, or on the converse, like it's, it's like impossible to have, you know, kind of like a nuanced middle of the road opinion on Ben Simmons. Like, yeah, maybe he, maybe he's milking it a little bit. Maybe he didn't handle the right things with the 76ers, but I also can't imagine the pressure of, you know, being a number one overall pick and having to play with Embiid, another top, like, it's just all, it's all bad to me. And Ben Simmons coming back in the series, not going to do anything because he doesn't solve, Ben Simmons does not solve the single biggest problem that the Nets have, which is, they have no space. There's no space for Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant to do better. When was Kevin Durant at his best? When he was playing with Steph Curry and Klay Thompson. He had all the space in the world. When was Kyrie at his best? When he was playing with LeBron James and three other three-point shooters and LeBron was playing center. That was like that was how the Cavs beat the Warriors, right? It was the first time we saw LeBron at center. So it doesn't solve any of the problems. And I think people are just overlooking that because Ben Simmons was traded for James Harden. Um, and they, they just expect him to solve the problems. But, he, I mean, Ben Simmons was starting at center. I still think the Celtics win this series. So, uh, I, yeah, reality out of line for me. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to say I'm going to say reality for the actual tweet for saying that he has no competitive fire. But I would say this. So I'm going to say reality as well, Davis. And, and, and by the way, Reggie Miller has no clue whether or not you know Ben Simmons is 100 percent healthy. But I guess, Davis, here's where I'm coming from with this. You would think, would you not, that Reggie Miller knows a lot more than we do about the situation, sure. you know? And and so that's the dynamic here that tells me that, you know, whether it's Steve Nash or somebody else in the organization, you know, they're on a text going back and forth. This is not the first time that Reggie Miller's had this conversation about Ben Simmons with potentially someone else. When somebody like this says something, uh, you know, it leads me to believe that he knows something that we don't because I'm on that side too. And, you know, I, I understand, you know, it's before you actually say it, you've heard something before, but still it doesn't matter. Mental health is a, is a huge issue, you know, in this country. And if, if Simmons is really struggling with this, who knows if we'll even see him again. And Miller is going to feel really bad about that. If that was the case. And we also don't know if he's still genuinely hurt. So the tweet was out of line, but what I would say is usually when there's a little smoke, there's fire here. And even if Reggie Miller is probably 90% wrong on this, there's probably 10% that he knows something that we don't. So perhaps well, we, we, we got the report. We got the report from Brian Windhorst today that people inside the Nets organization are already exasperated with Ben Simmons mm-hmm. and his camp. So, yeah. So there you go. <laughs> Somebody texting Reggie Miller yesterday <laughs> saying, ah, hey, I told you. I've seen that. I've gotten that text before. I know what he's talking about. All right, this weekend, a sort of bizarre story from a former wide receiver on the Kansas City Chiefs. As TMZ was the uh, was the outlet to put this out. Now, Bears wide receiver Byron Pringle was in his car just simply doing donuts. 
which is basically spinning around and around and around in a place that you're not supposed to be doing it. And, and Pringle was actually one of the more reliable receivers for the Kansas City Chiefs last year. He is on the Bears now. Tyreek Hill is on the Dolphins. I mean, I don't know what's going on with this NFL draft, Davis. This is the least buzz I can ever remember for an NFL draft. It took us 50, uh, 48 minutes for us to even mention it once here on the show. I, I don't know how this has happened. Uh, but the Chiefs, Davis, this is your team. You're doing the draft analysis. I'm sure we'll touch more on this Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. They must, must draft a wide receiver in the first or second round of the 2022 NFL draft. Is this fantasy or reality? Uh, yeah, reality. If they if they don't take a wide receiver in the first round, I, I don't I don't I, it just would make no sense. Right. You trade Tyreek Hill so you can get a guy to replace his position with cost controlled labor. Right. Because the 28th overall pick guy's going to make like five hundred thousand dollars a year for the next four years. And you have the qualifying offer, the fifth year option on them. the the whole reason you trade Tyreek Hill is to kind of do the slow, the rebuild, right? The rebuild in the middle of Mahomes is prime so that when the Los Angeles chargers and the bills are all capped out and they're paying, uh, you know, Justin Herbert gets his $50 million a year deal. Then you're entering into a different stage of your building. It would, it would just be a nightmare because Smith Schuster and MBS and Hardman, like those guys are all fine complimentary players. In fact, I'm pretty excited to see those three guys play together with Travis Kelsey but you're missing the straw that stirs the drink there, right? You need the Devontae Adams, Tyreek Hill, Justin Jefferson, CeeDee Lamb straw to stir that drink. And this will basically be uh, their best opportunity to get that over the next four years, I think. Yeah, this is a reality. Jamison Williams or someone else. Uh, Mahomes needs a new weapon. And we cannot have Davis back here on the show on Friday without having one of those. That would be an absolute nightmare. By the way, this has played itself out before in drafts where literally things go upside down and you have no idea what they are. But I am with you in this spot. I will go reality. By the way, uh, am I right with this? I mean, am I missing something because I'm paying such close attention to baseball that there's just simply not as much buzz about the NFL draft? But Davis, it is Monday already. And I guess the ESPN report from earlier said that a lot of teams are trying to trade down. Like, that's not a good sign either, is it? No, this draft stinks because the best players are defensive players. No one knows who they are. No one knows who Trayvon Walker is. No one knows who Aiden Hutchinson is. No one knows who the Oregon guy, Kayvon Thibodeau. No one one knows. No one cares, right? What What are the best drafts? What are the drafts we remember? The quarterback drafts, right? The Baker Mayfield draft, the Sam Darnold draft, the 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 Trevor Lawrence. Those are the ones we remember. Those are the ones you want to tune in to see. No one cares about Trayvon Walker. I'll do respect. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's finish up here. Very funny story for uh, for some individual who's uh, living outside of the country. I believe that the airline is called Air Lengus. I've never heard of this uh, airline before, but there was a gentleman that was traveling from Frankfurt. Germany to Johannesburg. Long story short, basically everyone I think can relate to this, but that's kind of where this comes in with fantasy reality, is this gentleman had his bags lost and literally could not get them back. So what he decided to do was track his bags. Somehow he was able to track them via PowerPoint presentation and ended up showing where his bag was every single step of the way, every country that his bag went to and ended up trolling these people on uh, on social media so I, I mean i guess the question is can we relate to this so davis fantasy or reality you have had your luggage lost 
by an airline? Is this fantasy or reality? I am so terrified of this that I never check a bag, right? I, I'm go, I'm carry on all the way, right? So, so if you fly Southwest or Delta or United, uh, most of the time the way it works is that you can carry on one bag, right? So you can have like your, you know, a book bag if you're a guy, a briefcase if you're a guy, a purse if you're a gal, or I don't know, men, men would do the satchels and things too. And then you can also have an overhead bag, right? You can store one bag in the overhead. And Craig, I jam that overhead bag full of everything I need. Uh, I, I've checked bags, I would guess, I don't know, four or five times in my life probably, but I, I am so annoyed at the thought of having my luggage lost. I guess, you know, on the way back, it's not that big of a deal. Like you're getting home and your bag mm. ends up in somewhere else or whatever. I cannot think of anything more annoying than being like, all right, I'm going on a week vacation and I don't have any clothes. I don't have my phone charger, you know, wh whatever it is that you need. Like that, that is so irritating and annoying to me. I can't even, like I would lose my mind. So I, whenever possible, I just carry my stuff on. So this is a fantasy for me. Yeah, so I, I, you know, the one thing that I would say is that does it count, Davis, if if the luggage is found? Like, do we draw the hard line here where eventually it gets found for you? Because I've had luggage late coming in, but I've never had luggage lost. So this would be fantasy for me. But there has there have been times where I've arrived somewhere and I've the luggage was not on the plane, and then it showed up at a hotel or even showed up at my house like a day later. So I don't, does that count as lost or no? I don't think that counts as lost. I think I think to really have like a good lost your luggage story, you have to touch down and you know New York or LA or whatever, and you've got to be stranded for your entire trip with whatever's in your book bag, right? That that's the lost luggage story. Like that's the nightmare that keeps me up at night the night before I go to the airport, and that has me you know jamming like just you know sitting on top of the suitcase and trying to jam right. it shut so that I can have it all in the, uh, the overhead compartment. Cause I just, it, it's, it's like such a weird, uh, like peccadillo or, or whatever to have, but I just, I cannot imagine it would make me so cranky. Yeah. The, the dynamic that changes is that once you have kids, it's, it's, you're going to run the risk. I mean, it's almost impossible to just get everything on a plane like that. And that, that's sort of the dynamic that has happened. But luckily in the times that we've flown with the kids, we have not had lost luggage. I probably just jinxed myself for our next flight. All right, uh, we got to take a quick timeout. Coming up next is time for the Sports Grid 60. Coming up at 2 o'clock Eastern on Newswire today, Carlin Gay is going to be with us. We're going to go over the three games in the NBA and this drama with the Brooklyn Nets. We'll touch on that as well, plus the latest in legalized sports betting around the country. That's coming up today, 2 o'clock Eastern on Newswire, so make sure you tune in there. But we will take a quick break, and when we come back, it's 60 seconds of commentary from me and from Davis, and then the early line is coming up next with Kevin and Donnie. So stay on the grid. We'll be back in just a couple of minutes. Don't go away. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms. And 
producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome back to Fantasy Sports Today. Don't forget, Newswire coming up at 2 o'clock Eastern. We'll be with you then, breaking down the three games in the NBA with Carlin Gay from the Sporting News. Here's Davis Maddock as we close out the show with the Sports Grid at 60. Now, Craig is definitely right. You know, no NFL draft will ever ever, ever, ever for the rest of human history have the attention that the 2020 NFL draft did. The, the sports world was begging for something, anything, then it was the biggest NFL draft ever. We'll, we'll never have anything like it. And this draft kind of stinks because the quarterbacks aren't very good and defensive players are going to go very high. But one interesting nugget that I think we are going to get because it is kind of a flat first round, I do think we're going to have like three, four, I think we're going to have a, a good chunk of first round trades which is awesome, right? That was what made last year's draft interesting was the the Eagles trades and the 49ers trades and the Dolphins trades. So I think we'll get some of that on draft night, which is always good for the drama. So I'm excited and looking forward to it. All right, I want to end the show on uh, the controversy last night in the game where uh, Angel Hernandez, the umpire, was behind home plate. And according to these like umpire scorecards, these you know online digital scorecards, posted the worst called game of any game this season. And it goes without saying that Angel Hernandez over the years has been pretty much a lightning rod for the way that he has called games and just the, uh, you know, honestly, the lack of high grades in the games that he has called. Is is there anything else in the world that you can be just simply very bad at and continue to keep your job where you actually have the metrics that show <laughs> that you are not good at that job? It's sort of remarkable to think that because you're in a union, that regardless of how good or bad you are in, that like you get to just stay. Has anybody sort of investigated this idea? Head coach of a uh, football team. (laughs) Right. I guess Angel Hernandez will be an umpire for as long as he wants. All right, that'll do it for the show. Thanks again to LTN and for Danny and Ryan and our producer, Brett Levy, and co-host Davis Maddock. I'm Craig Maddox. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. 
But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.